Hi, I'm Hannah. And I'm Rob, and we are hosting a father-daughter podcast that we both came together to do. Our semi-permanent name that we have so far is Chit Chats, and I'm in Phoenix, Arizona, and Hannah is in Maine. Today, I would love to cover the topic forgiveness and true acceptance, true knowledge, true belief of what that really is. So, do you mean forgiveness to yourself, to others, or both? Great question. My take on the entire world and how to how to make a better world, how to be a better place is to do all the internal work first. I think that is the basis of some spiritual teachings like the Tao Te Ching, which when I work on my inner self, when I learn to forgive myself for those little things that I hold myself accountable for and then send myself guilt trips for, when I learn how to do that on the inside, then I'm more capable of doing that on the outside. And then I can do that to uh, say, Say if inside of me I send myself a little guilt trip because I said the wrong thing the other day or maybe I threw my blinker on and I didn't see somebody when, when I was changing lanes and I, and I felt really bad and I sent this guilt trip to myself. And if I recognize that I'm responsible for my emotional reactions, even to my own physical things that I do, even if it's wrong, even even if I, if I'm completely blindly wrong, I, I didn't look when I turned the blinker on and I and made this lady swerve next to me. Yeah. It's completely okay to forgive myself and not give myself a guilt trip. And the beautiful thing about that is that I learn, I I won't stay unconscious. Uh, allowing myself to forgive myself on the level of love allows me to see that we move from grace to grace, from glory to glory, from positive emotion to positive emotion. We don't go from negative emotion to positive. We align with peace and then we move on through life. And so when I'm able to do that, then I then I'm able to go to the grocery store. And when the cashier clerk is is rude. I can say to myself, oh, I just forgive you. It's, 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 it's an easy forgiveness. I can smile even though she's grunting and, and moaning and complaining yeah. because I know that if I can make these small mistakes in my own life and forgive myself, I can do it for other people. Who knows what's going on behind the scenes with cashier clerk? Maybe their mom is sick or their child is sick or their animal is sick or they have something else on their mind. Yeah, you never know. Yeah. Just while you were talking, it just dawned on me that we learn guilt at a really young age. I remember being a kid and going into a grocery store, for example, and you're, you're with your mom or your dad and you by accidentally grab something and as we're kids, we break it. The parent goes, don't do that. Stop. No, you automatically feel guilty. And I like how you said that 
even if you're in the wrong, you should forgive. I like that because even at a young age, it's where it starts. You, you do something quote unquote wrong and then you feel guilty for it and then it lingers. You know, it lingers in your gut and you feel terrible for it. That just really dawned on me because, yeah, there's small things. It doesn't have to be large things, but even small things, we don't know how to forgive ourselves. And how are we supposed to forgive others if we can't forgive the little things that we've done to ourselves? Exactly. And usually the way that we treat others is the way we're treating ourselves on the inside. Yep. That is very true. People that are really hard on other people and they're just coming down on them and nitpicking them and they're saying, you got to do this, you got to do that better, you got to do this better. You know, if it's a parent with a child in that circumstance, it's because the parent is drilling themselves in the head and they're saying, oh, man, I got to make sure I pay this bill and I got to do this. And I got to be to work one time. And they just hand that that off to the children. But I think the the most important thing to recognize is that it it is vibrational work. We yeah. we really do as as parents we really do send a vibration to the child. I mean we we talk about the fact that someone can walk into a room not know anyone there, not know any of the topic that's going on and you can sense the atmosphere, you could cut the tension with a knife. And when a small child makes a mistake and the parent becomes angry, they, they, they're now unconscious, they've now developed negative energy, and the child senses that, and the child recognizes that, and then the child lives with that negative energy until something either, until it fades away on its own or something releases it, it, it maybe the child gets its mind on something else, but the child never learns to get rid of that negative energy on purpose. Like you just talked about, you were cleansing yourself and your home. Yep. Young children don't learn to do that. They, they see that negative energy build up in them, or, or maybe they don't even see it build up in them, and they're just completely consumed by that. Yeah, and I feel like that could also lead to, to outbursts in kids like we see. And... Even as adults, we all have outbursts, but we don't call them that when you're, you know, when you're an adult and you're at work and you just, you know, want to give up, but you kind of do have outbursts. It doesn't matter how old you are because deep down when you are suffering from anxiety or depression or any illness, your inner child just wants a hug and some love and to feel forgiveness. And I think that's the first step is, is giving your your inner child a hug. And we've been taught to ignore our inner child. As parents, we tell our children, continue to eat, even though I know you're stuffed and your stomach doesn't want the food and you're tired but I want you to eat anyway. So we teach children to ignore their body and their senses and their inner child. When yeah. they're, when the stomach doesn't want to eat, we teach the child that, uh, when it's six 30 in the morning and the alarm goes off and we come in and we say, get your, get your act together. You're going to go to school. 
You got to cram some food in you, even though you're not hungry. You got to get on that bus with those people that I know you don't like. We yep. learn, we're teaching children to not listen to their body. And I'm not saying that we don't need to do those. We, I, I do think that we need to have children get on the bus and yeah. eat when the body isn't always ready to eat. That's okay. But what, what I'm saying is that we need to teach children that they can separate themselves from that, that they don't have to be identified with that, that when they wake up in the morning and they don't feel so good because they didn't get enough rest, I feel like the, the parents could possibly say something along the lines of, let's talk about that feeling that you're having and let's separate yourself from that. And let's yeah. let's say I know you on a deeper level, and I know you're exhausted. The Tao Te Ching, I refer to the Tao Te Ching because I live by it. Jeez, I'm losing losing my train of thought. It's okay. Let's see. I do want to talk about absorbing other people's vibrations. Ooh, that's a good I think one. we've we we learn to do that as children. We we learn that if mom is upset we automatically want to be upset too. If yeah. dad's upset, we, we absorb that energy. We absorb those vibrations. And the one, one example I heard somebody talk about a, a long time ago, I'm not a hundred percent sure who it was, but there was a mom, a dad and a child on an elevator and the elevator stopped and the mom freaked. Yeah. <gasps> Yep. And then the child freaked and then they talked about it later on and they realized that if neither one of them freaked and they just went, oh, it's an elevator ride, that child would not have absorbed that energy. Yeah. And energy is very, you know, we can give it and we can and we can give negative vibes or positive vibes. And if we're very conscious about our own energy then we can contribute to the world in a very positive way. And that's just one small example, but it's very true. Yeah, it, that really is. Um, I, I want to I share something that happened to me about energy. So when I, I lived in Las Vegas for three years, and I worked at a golf course. And... I had greeted this older gentleman and he was like, why is my bag on this cart with this bag? And I was like, I'm sorry, sir. You know, I don't care what you do with the other bag, but get it off of my cart so I can leave. Sure. Yes. His words were not the greatest, but what hit me was his energy. It felt like he just took black molasses and just shoved it at me. It was black, disgusting goo. It was horrible. And I felt his anger and his depression and his all of that nasty shit that was just consuming his life. He just threw a tiny bit at me of that. I can't imagine feeling that, all of that. And going on day to day like that, I got a small piece of that and I couldn't breathe. I had to go to the bathroom and get the energy out of me. It felt like I couldn't breathe, like there was an elephant on my chest. It was just, 
all in all, it was nasty. <laughs> That's what it was. Just nasty. I just want to share what I do when I release energy, especially negative energy. I, I am a person who loves the earth and I believe mother earth is here to help us and provide for us. And all I do, I feel the energy rolling down my body. Normally energy hits me in my chest. It's normally where I feel it. And I just roll it down my body, down my legs, down my feet. And I let it go into the earth, ground yourself to the earth and let that shit go. You do not need any of that bullshit. And let me tell you, Mama Earth can handle it. Give her all of your shit because she can handle it. It's okay. Let it go. If there is another way that works for you, great, do it. But everybody needs to learn a way to get rid of that nasty shit. That's a good point. I, th I think first off is people need to recognize that they are carrying it. I didn't know that I was carrying it years ago. Yep. Then I learned that I was carrying it and then I had to learn how to get rid of it. And yep. I realized that getting rid of it was not a will, not an act of willpower. It was just a, an act of awareness. Yeah. And so when I was aware that that was within me, then I was able to, then it just started to dissipate with awareness. It would start to go away. That is true. The same thing with me. I, for the longest time, I didn't even know that I had anxiety. I, I didn't know I had anxiety until I was in college. So I was super unaware. The weight and the shit that was holding me down, I was so used to it that I didn't, I thought it was normal. Yeah. But you're right. A lot of it did go away once I realized that I did have anxiety. And I feel like a weight was lifted off of me. Like, I felt like I wasn't weird. Yeah, it sucks to have anxiety. But I felt like I had a, in layman's terms, I felt like I had a name to the face. You know, I felt because, because I knew what it was, I knew how to help myself. I knew how to get rid of it. Right. Yeah, that's true. I, that makes a big difference. And, and that's a lot of the spiritual people's talk is just being aware of it is helpful. And, and most most of us want to dissect things and figure them out and say, you know, well, why am I angry? Why am I depressed? Why, why am I anxious? And those things are fine to uncover. But the first thing to uncover is just being aware that that exists within you. I'm, I'm sure you remember the time that I walked into Kohl's and you and mom and Nick were in there and I was completely unconscious and angry. And I walked out of there and I had an epiphany. It just, I just woke up and went, who the hell was that guy that went in there in, in out in a rage and, and angry. And it dawned on me that that, that wasn't the real me. And I started yeah. to have some awareness of things that were overtaking me. And I think that's when Jesus says, forgive them for they know not what they do. That, that's a perfect example. I was not aware of my behavior, of, of me being taken over by anger. Yeah. Yep. So I was I was taken over by depression, by suicidal depression. I was taken over by anxiety. Yeah. So the next time somebody cuts you off, they know not what they do. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. And I love to be able to give people that kind of forgiveness. It makes 
my life so much better. So when I can recognize the mistakes within me, I'm able to allow that, afford everyone else the same opportunity. Because that's what we all need. Yeah. That's what we need is just, just forgiveness. It's so much easier to live life that way. And I feel like as a society, that is what will, will change. That's what will change for the better. Even and if, that's doing inner work. Personal work yeah. changes society. Yeah. Change inside before you change anything out in the world. The thing you have to do is, is to learn yourself. Not the unconscious self that you've been living with for God knows how many years, feeling terrible. When once, once you re meet the real you, you'll learn to love yourself. Like we said in our last episode, all of your quirks are what's going to make you love you. Yeah. The dark shit that lives in the back of my head or the dark shit that lives in the back of my heart, those, those things for me are the scariest. And I know that there's going to be people out there that will agree with me. So okay to forgive myself that I have it is on their own path and the universe is just is not pushing you to get things done right away if you try to look at your demons and you can't face them today it's okay forgive yourself and acknowledge that you are not ready today and that's okay but knowing that they're there and that you're aware of it is a big step is a really big step. And I have not faced all of mine and that is okay. I will get there and I know I'll get there and it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be the scariest shit I've ever faced and I know that, but I'll get there. And it's okay if it doesn't happen today and it happens 10 years from now. Well, I hope it doesn't happen 10 years from now, but just to put a point on it, it's okay. We're all on our own clocks, our own paths, on our own time. Okay, if you don't make a breakthrough today, you can make a breakthrough tomorrow. Three, I think the main point of all of this is to find peace within and stay there throughout the rest of your life. And I, I think once a person has conscious awareness of themselves, their emotions, their thoughts. And, and once they recognize that there's an energy body that has taken them over and that they don't want to be part of that anymore, that's, that is enlightenment. You're done. You're, you're done. There, there's no more check boxes anymore. There's just, there's just live your life and incorporate peace in as much of the rest of your life as possible. And yeah, Learn forgiving yourself and making it to the next step and looking into those dark corners and uh, reducing the amount of times that you go unconscious. Say you have an anger issue or a depression depression issue or anxiety issue. Just reducing that as you go out, go through the rest of your life. That is the goal. The we we've already made it to the finish line, so to speak 
with awareness. All we have to do is have a split second of awareness in our life. Like the moment I was in Kohl's, I recognized that I was overtaken and, and that's it. Now, now the, the, the hard work is done. Now I can just live the rest of my life and figure out the best way to bring peace into this journey through the rest of my life. That that's, that's all there is. That's the only work that's ever needed after that people get this messed up and that is that they say well at some point in the future I'll be free at some point in the future I'll have made myself a better person at some point in the future I'll have gotten rid of the alcoholism or the anger or whatever it is uh the addictions whatever whatever's going and and that's not the case The, the case is right now at this moment where you and I are sharing a conversation can you and I consciously make a decision to bring peace into the mind or are we stuck in mental hell and that's that's that that's our only job ever to do is to align with peace and then we just continue to do that for the rest of our lives and and life is a wonderful blessing it's a journey it's a it's a great place to be and there's there's no there's no more check boxes there's no more struggle i don't have to struggle anymore yeah there's no that's over with yeah yeah that is so funny because the minute you get rid of the check boxes and you have that awareness it's like the universe just unfolds your path and you can see it you know you're not going to see all of those details but you can see that it is happiness and joy and peace. It is all unfolded for you right before your eyes. The minute you do that, the minute you become aware. The most joyous experience of my life and that was when I decided to do my business. It was then when I, well, it was more than that. I mean, a very hard time accepting that I needed to go on medication, antidepressants for my anxiety. And that was a major step for me. I remember uh, almost breaking down in the doctor's office because I felt like there was something wrong with me if I had to go on medication, person inside. And I was so afraid and I felt like that was the first moment that I really accepted, really, really accepted that I did have anxiety and that I needed help. That did not mean that I wasn't okay or that there was something wrong with me. It just meant that I needed help. No one should judge you for your choices if you go on medication or if you don't or any other choice in your life. No one deserves to judge you for that. It's your life. It's your journey. And God, the universe, whoever is is going to accept you no matter what. So accept you for you. You're hitting on a, a really important topic, which is uh, you you concluded with accept you for you. And <laughs> that is the biggest problem that people have is they don't accept themselves and then they, I think it's called subjectification, where they turn around and I might not accept myself. And then I look at you and I say to myself subconsciously or in the back of my mind, Hannah's not going to accept this about me. Hannah's yeah. probably 
thinking this thing about me. But really what I'm doing is it's this subjectification. I'm putting on you what I internally think about myself and I'm yeah. thinking you're thinking that of me. And if we mentally, if we do mental work and we turn our mind around and we assume that everyone are, is thinking wonderful things around, about us, <laughs> and I know that's not always the case, but we will have a better temple, better container. It'll be filled with better, and I'm, I'm not saying that we should be braggadocious. That's not what I'm saying. I, I'm saying we need to be cautious about the subconscious mind and the way that it just wants to go off in negative bill and, and harm us. And, and it's, and it's out of, it's out of a uh, misconstrued idea of love. Our so is confused and it wants to love us. And it says, yeah. Check this box. Do this. Work really hard over here. Feel fear, feel guilty for this. Feel anxiety. This is gonna this is gonna help you if you keep this bullshit in the back of your mind. And so the ego, out of its own stupidity, yeah. thinks that it needs to behave this way. And then you and I have discovered that we don't want to listen to that anymore. And we stopped listening to that. We're not braggadocious. We're not saying we're awesome. What we're saying is that we're at peace, and we don't need the the negative mind to to try and help us because it can't it doesn't know how to it's just a, it's like a calculator it can it can only come up with functions that have been put into it so it says oh this happened in the past it's going to happen again in the future and you and i have now said okay this mind can be a helpful tool it can help guide us it can say boyfriends can be real assholes and can hurt you but with that knowledge, I'm going to be a little bit smarter the next time I get into a relationship. But the past is not a predict predictor of the future. And so it's okay for me to go into the future with peace rather than anxiety or depression or whatever. So, yeah, being masters of ourself is important. Yeah. This company that I work for. Yeah. And some people put their, I like to use this word salvation because it's. A, I, I like what it means to me, which is we put our hopes and dreams into some basket. Some people who are super smart put their hopes and dreams into their academics or their, or maybe their job. Uh, someone like me put it into my job because my father drilled it into my head, you know, be punctual, work hard, blah, blah, blah. They're great traits. No, nobody's saying that they're not great traits. They are. Work, work hard is a great trait. But salvation, I put my salvation into that. I thought once I work hard, I can feel good on the inside. That's not the case. That's not the way it works. The way it works is I feel good on the inside, and then I go about my life. Then I work hard. Then I'm present for you. Yeah. People get that messed up. Fun's back. And it just, it came to me when you said, daughter is more important to you than your boss. I remembered when you told me that you did not own me, that on a spiritual level, I am not your daughter. And that was the most freeing thing I had heard from from my dad longest time i felt like i could only identify as my parents kid that 
And it was so hard for me to break out on my own and do my own things and be my own self because I felt like I identified underneath of my parents that my actions, my parents' parenting, <laughs> I know that was really bad wording, but I felt like in that moment that I was my own being. And I don't, I don't think I will like ever forget that. That was just so freeing when, when you brought that up. Like, I totally agree with your statement. And yes, we are very important people to each other. But I, I don't know. That was just such a relief to hear that. To know that I'm more than a daughter. Am I proud to be a daughter? Of course I am. I'm thrilled, but I am also my own person and I don't just identify with being a daughter. And in the future, I won't just identify as being a wife or a mom. We are more than that. I feel like in society, we are so pushed. I feel like if we do not have certain things done by a certain age, whether it be having a great job or dad or moving out of your parents' house at a certain age, that you don't live up to society's standards, which is total bullshit. Do whatever the fuck you want. Do not listen to anybody else. And that was such a struggle for me. Respect and forgive everybody that you come across and be nice to everybody but also to people that are not helping you or staying at peace with you or loving you or accepting you don't stay with those people forgive that they are who they are and that they're on the universe's path to do that and you were meant to meet them and them for to be in your life but then get rid of them <laughs> i know that sounds really bad but move on from them you were meant to learn something from someone but you're also meant meant to move on to learn that you can move on from people that are hurting you vibrationally or inside there's a difference but accept that the universe put them on your path for a reason and accept that you have to walk away from them. I would love to talk about intuition. Okay. I have pretty much lived my life through intuition since becoming at peace. I am a person who goes with the flow. I am a person who most things just, a lot of things just roll off my shoulders and I just go with it. I've kind of always been that way. But when I, when I began my spiritual journey, 
one thing that really helped me was my intuition. And that's what's driven me to do all of the things that I've done. And for some people, for everybody, it's going to be different. Some people are going to be listening to their intuition. Some people are going to be listening to George Dispenza or reading the Bible, whatever. But I just wanted to share that my experience has been intuition and has taught me to trust the universe, to trust God. And trusting is a massive issue that I've always had in my life with everything. I could not trust anybody or anything to save my life besides a horse because that's what I grew up doing. But I have learned that trust, if you want to call it faith, faith, trust, belief, whatever, put a word on it, I don't care. But I'm going to say trust. I have learned that that gut instinct you have is always right. And I'm not talking about that stomach that stomach feeling, because they're different. The stomach feeling and the gut feeling are two different things. The stomach feeling is the fear, the guilt, the ego, the anxiety, the depression. All of that is that stomach. I call it stomach intuition. I'm talking about the gut. That biggest tool that I have used. And... How I started practicing was very mundane. I started guessing street lights. When I would come up to a four-way stop, what I lived in Vegas at the time when I was practicing this, and every block you had a street light. Yeah, every block you had a four-way. I would guess. And I'm saying guess, but I'm using my intuition. And in the beginning, it started out as guessing. It did. But I would be coming up to the stoplight, and it would be whatever. If it would be green, I could tell when it was going to turn yellow and then red. It, I got that tune with it. I could know that if I was four paces away from the white line, that it was going to turn yellow. So I knew I could go through the four-way. I knew I had enough time. Or if it was red, I knew that if I slowly started making my way to the white line, it would turn green before I fully stopped. And that's just how I started. Just guessing on streetlights. Super mundane, not any woo-woo hippie shit. <laughs> I just started guessing colors is basically all I did. And the more I listened to that gut instinct, it got easier. When I would be scrolling through TikToks, people, I would see a person who would be holding something in their hand and being like, get the shape or the color or whatever. Normally it was a crystal in their hand. And I could either see it in my mind. Like a lot of times when those still pop up on my, my TikTok and I'll go, it's oval shaped. And instantly I get purple or blue. And I can see the shape of it in my mind. And the more you listen to that, the more you realize that everything around you is speaking to you. And you just got to trust your intuition. When 
when you're driving down the road and a song con comes on and you think about somebody that died, one of your loved ones, you could be like, oh, that's their favorite song. I wonder if they're listening or like that. You realize that this world of ours that we live on, this space rock that we should all be loving and protecting is constantly talking to us and using our intuition, our vibration, our energy is so important and it will help it at least it helps me to understand energy and that gut feeling and more about myself it made me realize some of the techniques that i use in my head some of that ego that talks to me i can i can learn its patterns because we i feel if I'm right, I feel like we all have patterns. Our egos all have patterns. There are certain things that are always said. Like, I don't know, if you wake up every morning and say the same line. You don't realize it, but it is so constant that it is, like Dad said, it is, what did you say? I can't even remember now. Conditioned habitual. <laughs> Conditioned habitual thoughts. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. The mind just is on this broken record. And when we get off of that broken record and we dial in, we, we tweak and tune and make a mental shift and we go to this, what I call alignment to peace, which is, I think, what your intuition is, you're, you're, we're going to a place where we get answers for our life and it yeah. feels good. And I think the important part for me is that I don't know the physical direction. I don't, the, the old me wanted to say, I need to check these boxes off. You, ne you need to say, get your driver's license when you're 16. At 21, you, you, now you can drink alcohol. You got to get married. You got to have a certain amount of kids. Like mine says, hey, this is where I want to be in the physical and tangible world. But you and I don't do that anymore. At least I don't think you do. For me, I'm not looking for a physical place to be. I am in general. I kind of know that I want to end up in Hawaii or some island and writing books or reading books or meditating, just doing doing this Zen thing all, you know. Yeah. But in general, I, I don't don't have specific physical achievements, but I do have vibrational achievements. I don't know if you experienced yeah. that, but I know where I want to be vibrationally. I, I absolutely know the layers of the conditioned habitual mind that I want gone. And I know the vibration that I want to feel. And I know I have 50 more years to figure this out. I'm 51. Maybe I'll make it to 101. I don't know. But <laughs> my, my life's goal is to live up to my vibrational dreams. Yeah. That, that is so true. Same thing for me. Yeah. Mine, I feel the exact same way. You know, something that I never could understand. I, I get it on some level. But I have a very strong connection with the color green. And I have a hatred with the color red. I am serious, and I know this sounds ridiculous, 
But I have such a connection with green. Green is home. Green is vibrationally, emotionally, tangibly, physically, peace. Love. Like, green is my color. And I don't know, I don't know if my soul lived on another planet that was only green. And that's why I have such <laughs> this emotional connection to the color. But I hate red. And I know that sounds so weird, but I hate that color. And all I can think of, and it is so true, I remember you had you had a guy that helped you with your back. And yeah. he did not allow any of his patients to wear red. And I was super young at the time, and I really didn't really understand most of it. Um, he, what did he say? That red was the color of pain? Forget, but you're, you're right. There was in, you, you couldn't have red on. I, yeah. I forgot why. And to me, red symbolizes pain. There. And to me, it, it feels like hell. <laughs> it feels like the ego. It feels like the anxiety. I hate that color. And it is so funny. But I wear that color. Because for some reason, I need to be surrounded with the color red for that day. Which makes mm. no sense. But sometimes we need that vibration of that color. Even though I hate it. <laughs> makes no sense. But I, I, I've never understood that, that. That vibration of the color green. That is so attached to me on a soul level. It's no sense. I don't think I'll ever really understand why. But the only ex explanation I have is that I'm guessing is that I, my soul lived on a planet that was full of green and that just feels like home to me. I don't know. My mind, it constantly goes to this place that says, what am I doing wrong? And so when you say the color red, you hate the color red, the first thing I think of is what, what if I hate something, what am I doing? And, What's and, inside? Yes, and, I'm, and I, then I'm saying to myself, this is triggering something in me, so yeah. I need to do inner work, and I need to learn how to love the color red. And I don't know if this is right. I don't know if I'm telling you right. I, that, that's what I do. That's what I... Anything out here that is causing friction with me is uh, I, I heard of this 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 monk or this Buddha guy or something that went out into the woods for like eight years and he came back and then someone said something and it, and it just rose up some frustration and he was he's like oh man I failed again now I got to go back up into the woods for another eight years and work oh my on myself gosh. again. <laughs> but. That's what I feel. I'm not saying you need to go into the woods and work on yourself for eight years because you hate the color red. But I think the point is that any time we're triggered to leave peace, then the, the spiritual lesson, the thing that for me that I'm supposed to do, anytime I'm asked to leave peace, I, I go right to that place that is triggering me. I walk right into it. I didn't used to. I used to walk away from it. Now I'm walking into it because my life is becoming so much better. I realize the portal to freedom is through the fear and the yeah. triggers. But 
That's what I do. Does that occur to you? Do you, do you think, Hey, is it, I, I got to dive into my mind and figure out why I hate this or is that? Yeah. And it's super uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. It. I think about the color red. Like if I visualize it and, you know, visualize myself being surrounded by it, I want to curl up into a ball. That's my immediate reaction. Text myself. I don't, I haven't dived into it enough to know why that's happening, but yes, when I picture that, I want to curl up into a ball and crawl into a corner and, and just protect myself from God knows what, but yeah, that, that's what happens. Well, I, I, I say from nothing, you're, you're trying to protect yourself from the, from a big ball of dark, scary, nothing. Red, red in this case, red. <laughs> yes. And I don't think there's anything behind it. I, I think there there probably is a reason somewhere in your past. There's something that that, that is a trigger for you. Mm-hmm. But there's really nothing behind it. I, I don't believe. I, I yeah, Another way for the egotistical mind to try and protect you yes because the ego doesn't know enlightenment and it thinks that ego is trying to protect you all in all that's what it's trying to do it might feel like it's trying to kill you because that's what it feels like but it's trying to protect you from all of the scary shit in this world that the ego thinks is scary. There might be a kidnapper out there. Don't go outside. Are you kidding me? Don't do that. Don't get in your car and, and go somewhere. You might get in a car wreck. Don't go to a job interview because you suck. No. That's the ego trying. It, that's the ego being scared. It's the ego that is scared. It's not you ego that lives inside of your brain is so much so much more scared of everything out in life than you are it's like when people tell you that like drugs drinking alcohol that's not the way to peace and i also don't want to to make some to i'm not saying that i'm afraid of heights so I need to go stand on the tallest building until I'm not afraid of heights. That's physical fear. You and I talked about this. There's, yep. We both have these things that we call physical fear. And, and, and then I think we said mental fear. But I, I want to change that to like vibrational fear. But yeah. the, the inner work, it's when, I'm, when I have a, I'm scared of, hate the color red. That's just ridiculous, right? It is. So that means to me there's inner work. But if you hated to see little children abused, that's fine. That's, of course, that's normal human. That's, no one would want to see that. So yeah. I'm not saying just because we hate anything. It's just when it's absurd. Is you know. So being afraid of heights or hating murderers is okay. It's okay to be, understandably be angry over that. I, I, I hope I'm conveying the I, I get clearly you. what I mean. I, I get you. And yes, it 
I, I definitely agree with you. There's there's two different sides. It's like two different sides to a coin, honestly. And like we said before, being on yourself, your inner self, is going to change your outer world. It's going to change everything else around you. Focus on yourself. And I know that sounds super selfish, but that is, I hate that word. I, that's another thing I hate. Look, <laughs> two things I hate in one episode. But being selfish is okay if it's for the right reasons. Now, like I said, don't be selfish and go murder somebody. No. But it is okay to work on yourself. And it is okay to want to work on yourself. Selfish for a change. I know that a lot of people in this world have other things that they need to take care of, like a mortgage, kids, God, whatever else that, you know, obstacles that are thrown in everybody's lives. But it is still okay to be selfish. It is okay to work on yourself. Can we talk about selfish for a minute? Because the first thing that comes to mind is, oh, it's okay for me to eat two hamburgers. It's okay for me to take an extra 30-minute lunch break. I don't feel like you're talking about selfish that way. I think you're feel, you're, when you say selfish, you're not saying in the physical world. You're saying send yourself some love. Send your inner child some love. So at the moment you're feeling frustrated, it's okay to walk from that for a minute and send yourself some love. Is is that correct? I agree. But also something I want to add, I 100% agree with you, but when we are unconscious, we are 100% living in the physical world. We are not living in the vibrational world. And the first, sometimes the first step is taking 30 minutes out of your day and just breathing. That is being selfish in the physical world. But all in all, it's being selfish vibrationally is what's adding to, what it's leading to. So sometimes we need to be a little bit selfish. Sometimes in the physical world, to start out, and that's okay, but don't go murder people. That's not what we're saying. <laughs> it's a good, a good point. Again, uh, we do need to start in the physical world sometimes. Sometimes it, the practice needs to take place there. I need to go for a walk in the park because I'm not able to give myself that inner self-love and peace at the moment because Life has been overwhelming, so I need to change my environment so that I can find that inner peace again. And you're so you're right. You're touching on an important point because it is the vibration that we want to go to ultimately. But sometimes we're not capable of just going to that vibration. Yeah. So we need to change our circumstances. And those are our choices. So when we're faced with a difficult scenario, we can either change the way we think about that scenario or we can change pick ourselves up and move to a different scenario so that we can find some mental peace again. Ultimately, the primary goal is always to find that mental peace. However we get there is 
less important as long as it's following our own inner divinity on that path to finding that inner peace. So if, if you love baseball, go play baseball. If you love riding horses, get on, get on the horse. Yeah. If you love reading books, whatever it takes, find the physical path to the mental healing. But eventually, try to find that mental healing without the physical forms anymore. That's unconditional love and that's self-mastery in my mind is when I'm faced with enormous amounts of stress or that life is coming at me with these enormous things and I'm able to say, hmm, I'm going to go to sleep tonight. I'm going to turn that, that mind off and I'm going to say no to those thoughts that are pounding on me tonight because tomorrow's a big stressful day. I'm sending myself love and I'm taking back that control that the ego had or the world had or, or whatever that I never had. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Shifting from physical to vibrational. I like that. Yeah. 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 And the word we live in a physical world and a spiritual, there's the manifested and the unmanifested. So we're here, we're together with, with the physical and the, uh, and the non-physical. So it makes sense that sometimes we need to take anti-depression medicine for depression Sometimes we need to go for a run. I can't run anymore, but back in the day, I used to be a jogger. So sometimes we need to take physical measures in the world to give ourselves the mental peace that we need. But ultimately, the goal is to get to a point where we don't need those physical crutches anymore. I, I don't think that's ever possible in every category every single one of us has some weakness where we're going to need yeah. something i need claritin for allergy medicine i sometimes just can't find the peace when i'm sneezing and my eyes are itching but i think it's my job to look for peace even when my eyes are itchy though i, I still think it's that's the right path to take yep and coming back full circle when you're meditating and you got allergies and your eyes are itchy and you can't stand it or when you're trying to get to bed and your brain won't shut up forgive yourself because it's okay it's all gonna work out yes forgiveness is important on every single level some people feel like they need to do something before they can forgive themselves. So they have to send themselves a guilt trip or I have to make a phone call and say, hey, I'm sorry I did this. All of those things um, you know, are secondary. Primary is learning how to just completely forgive yourself because of the fact that you are an emanation of the one consciousness. You are God. And how can God ever make a mistake? You can't. Nope. And so we're we're like a ray of sun that comes from the from the sun. We're a branch from that. We're 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 beautiful in in every category. And perfection is about living our lives in gratitude and forgiveness and peace. That's perfection. Per perfection isn't dotting every i and crossing every t. Perfection isn't having the perfect relationship, father-daughter relationship. I'll bring us in there for a second. That's not perfection. Per perfection is learning how to live life and grow, and that's what you and I are doing. 
And that's why we're sitting here talking. And to all our listeners, that's that's what we're doing. <laughs> and that's why you are listening to us right now. <laughs> yeah, true. Because you and I are carrying a vibration of peace at this moment. And we actually kind of help each other or encourage each other vibrationally yeah. or or uh, I'm not really sure how to explain it, but when we come together and we have our conversations, it's energetic on the vibrational level and it's very conscious and it's peaceful and it's unconditional and it's non-judgmental and it's a beautiful place to, to, to be and have a conversation with another human being. Yeah. And that's the biggest gift I think that you can give anyone is, is present minded gratitude and forgiveness. Yeah. Non-judgmental. Yeah. Even when you stay at peace, sometimes not everything is going to align. That's okay too. It's just important to acknowledge that and to know that and come back to your roots to come back to alignment and to forgive yourself when you don't. Well said. Everybody in society who is unconscious is pretty much just running away in fear. That's all we're doing. I agree. I, I think a lot of activities are running away. My old my old egoic self and unconscious self, those activities, rock climbing, riding motocross, uh, super bikes really fast, jumping out of airplanes. I was running away from my mind. Oh, God, I didn't yeah. want to face the stillness. Yeah. Yeah. But I do want to point out, though, I do want to point out, so when I, so I lived in Vegas for, when I moved to Maine, it was, it was difficult for me and I was running away, but I was running away at a place of peace. There was a lot of things that were happening in Vegas that if I stayed there, it was going to kill me. Physically, emotionally, and mentally, it was just going to drain me until it swallowed me whole. And I knew I had to leave. And I ran. Trust me. I ran. I packed my, when I realized that I could move, I packed my shit and I got the hell out of Dodge. I ran. But I ran at a place of peace. So it's okay to run if you need to. Stay at peace while you do it. Yeah, you you had an inner calling to pack your bag and move. And so yeah. you were dialed into your inner divinity and you knew that. And even though it was hard work, you had to get all these things lined up, get your finances lined up, change of address, pay to have your car moved, get a flight up there, pay to have all your stuff moved, your stuff got held up. Yeah. Get an apartment, get a job, do all the education prior to your job. It was an enormous amount of stuff. And this is a perfect uh, example of Wu Wei, effortless doing. Was it effortless in the physical sense? No, no. you worked your ass off. You, you were sweating. But yeah. you knew it was the right path. And so that's what kind of Wu Wei is. It's It's the... It's the uh, fuel becomes the flame. The the dance the dancer becomes the dance. The you 
got mo dialed into your physical activity that you needed to do. The unmanifested and manifested came together and you made this move and you did it effortlessly, even though it was strenuous. It was mentally, it was just, it was like the, the spiritual effortless direction. You knew you were yeah. going that direction and you knew you were going to find a better life doing that. Yeah, it was it was kind of like the universe just came out from behind me and took my shoulders and just shifted me to this other path and was like, okay, your biggest journey is done and now we're moving you over here. <laughs> Pretty much. And and honestly, for a large part of me trying to figure everything out and get all of my shit packed, and trust me, I got a lot of shit. I 100% I did not know if I was going to go through with it but I stayed trusting I kept my intuition open I stayed at peace even though a part of me was like I could back out on the day that I'm leaving it could very well happen um but I didn't because I just stayed at peace and it just happened I didn't really have to do a lot of work. Yeah, I moved a lot of boxes and I dealt with a lot of shit. But yeah, emotionally, there was no stress emotionally and vibrationally. It just happened. The universe just picked me up, put me on another path, and everything happened okay. Wow, I had a similar scenario. I wrote it about, or I wrote about it in in the book that I wrote, which was when I was at Dana's on the beach. I had an epiphany, like intuition, the gut feeling, the 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 inner calling, the the knowing that said, "Rob, you got to get to Vegas." And I came out to Vegas, and then you bolted and went to Maine. But yep. uh, nevertheless, I, <laughs> I I followed. Yeah, I followed the vibration and the inner calling and the inner divinity, even though it didn't make sense in the physical world. Cause you, you went to Maine, but yeah, that's not the point. The point is not to try to make sense of the, the physical tangible pieces. The point is to follow the piece and look at us. Now we have a, a pretty good relationship and we're 3000 miles apart. Yep. Yep. And that just goes that there is so much more than the physical world bounce off of each other vibrationally while we talk. And I know those of you who have gotten in touch with that vibration, our listeners will feel that from us because I know we do, we feel it. As you learn and hopefully as you continue to listen, I hope that you start to feel our bounce back because I, I I know a lot of times I'll be unconscious, I'll be doing something, and the minute I get on with Dad, clicks me in. <laughs> I don't know how else to explain it, but it's true. So I, I think that's a really good thing to learn. The, the grass is greener on the other side of the physical world. The grass is a thousand times more bright, vibrant and amazing smelling 
on the vibrational side of things than it is on the physical. It's dull. On the That's a magical way to put that. I love that. What a great metaphor or analogy or whatever that is. It's true. Yeah, because that's human nature. We're always thinking something else is the grass is greener on the other side. And it never is in the physical world, no. but the place it is in the vibrational world. Very true. Well, Hannah, this was an awesome, awesome talk. I learned a lot. It's always wonderful to talk with you. I get vibrationally uplifted with you. And you this concludes our, our chit chat.